Welcome to Couch to Coast, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live, upside down again. <laughs> and it's Aston Villa, Aston Villa FC, we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen at the moment. No, <laughs> we are the title favourites. Not, not a chance are you title favourites. Not a chance. Title favourites. We've done the mighty city. We've done the mighty gunners. And everybody is quaking in their boots. Them scouse lot, they're, they're, they're trembling. <laughs> How are you, Rob? I'm good. I'm good. So last week we went to watch the villa. And before we went out, um, Ben showed me his scarf and held it upside down. And then today, he's just come on the camera and held his scarf upside down. Is that what Villa fans do? Hold scarves upside down? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's a trend. It's a trend. You say a trend. Yes, I'm very good. I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about the results, to be fair. I, 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 I wasn't expecting to, to talk about the, the football this week. <laughs> I was never going to let you forget it. Put it that way. <laughs> The, the, it was a good diet. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we did the podcast before we went into the villa. I must admit, because I can't imagine having to do a podcast on the way back from the villa, having lost one nil. So I'm glad we did it then. Um, and it was a good game. I enjoyed the game. I, I really enjoyed the game. We played absolutely rubbish. You played really, really well. Bit of a snatch and grab kind of results. You score a goal and sit back. But there you go. It is what it is. It was. It was the. I think, quoting a few pundits, it was the best performance any team in the Premier League has ever had against the champions of yeah. Manchester City. It was. It was a good. It was, you played really, really, really well. I must admit. Thank you. Thank you. Not you personally, obviously. Aston <laughs> <laughs> Villa played really, really well. Oh, oh. No, I I had fun. It was a good night. It was nice to catch up with you. Do a little bit of a live podcast. Have yeah. a bit of a chat. Yeah. Get to the game. Being driven home by a Manchester City fan <laughs> after beating Manchester City felt like absolute luxury. But... <laughs> I didn't get home till half past midnight. I was shattered the next day. Oh dear! But you felt terrible after all that. I did. Um, yeah, it was good. Should we go on to running? Because I can see you want to move on. Yeah, let's move on quickly. Moving on into the pop, the, the, the subject of the, of the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, running. Um, other than running you home, let's talk about our running uh, that we've done over the last week. Again, like similar to last week, I haven't really done. I haven't really done a lot. There's been. It's a festive period. I'm feeling a bit under the weather. It's bizarre. I've had a cough for like nearly three weeks. Um, and it's mm. bizarre. I just can't seem to get rid of the cough. And it's making me feel a bit congested and a bit slight, uh, shortness of breath every now and again. But I don't know why. But anyway, I have done a little bit of running. I did the, at the weekend, I went and did part run uh, with a couple of combined healthcare runners. The combined run club, myself, Andy Boff, and Julianne Kettle went. 
and somebody else went, Albert, who didn't realise he was coming, so we didn't see him. Met Adam Huxley. We'll come on to Adam in a bit. Um, for the first time, he's going to be one of my team members in the Thunder Run come, I think it's June or July. Uh, enjoyed that. Ran with Andy. Um, Andy Boff is my colleague who works in my team. I've mentioned him a couple of times on the podcast. Uh, and he, he won't mind me saying, he runs, he gets injured quite quickly. Um, and then he what does was that? I don't know. I don't I'd, he, he, he does a lot in the gym. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, and, and Andy doesn't know what it is. He used to be a really good runner. He used to run quite a lot. Um, mm. And I think what happens is, uh, and he, by his own admission, he tries to push himself a little bit too much sometimes. Took it relatively easy, I would say, on Saturday. And touch wood, I haven't heard that he's hurt himself this week. So hopefully that has stood him in good stead. Um I enjoyed running with him, had a good chat on the way around. Um, but yeah, it was good. And then Sunday, we did the Mental Elf run I mentioned last week. <clears throat> so that was running and raising money for North Staff's Mind. So if anybody wants to sponsor us, so it was about, I'd say about 12 of us from Combined Healthcare that ran. If you want to sponsor us, Matt, the, the link is on facebook and i will add it to our instagram page as well where i think we're on about two, nearly 200 quid that we've raised which is really good really considering we've only started collecting money last couple of weeks um i enjoyed that all all dressed up i dressed up as santa and there was a couple of people dressed up as owls a couple of people dressed one person dressed up as a present people i'm having a look at the photos now as you talk yes yeah, so yeah. really good yeah it was good uh, met a guy uh I tagged him in a post on my instagram called the fridge man um he is running at the moment, so he ran the 5K with us, a fun run. But he's also raising money for North Staff's Mind by climbing. He's climbed Mount Snowden, and he's done the three-peak challenge with a fridge on his back. It was full of beer at the time. And he's also climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. can't remember what date it was. He said he was doing it. And again, with a fridge on his back. With a fridge on his back. And it isn't a, it isn't a small, well, it's a relative, it's not one of them double fridges that you get with a fridge in the freezer. It's one of them normal size fridges that you get that go under the counter. He's a big guy and he's stacked. He, I had a look oh, at him on Instagram. Yeah, he's proper stacked. Um, Why a yeah, fridge? Because he talks about how, how they, it, it symbolizes the pressure on you and the, the weight on your shoulders when you're suffering with your mental health. I think that's what he says on his on his Just Giving page. But I have asked him to come onto the podcast. I need to contact him. And he said he would. So it would be nice to get him on and ask him those kind of questions. Because we do talk about mental health quite a lot on the podcast. Mm. So it fits in quite nicely. Lovely man. Uh, I was speaking to him at the start of the, the, the start of the race. Well, it's not a race, fun run. Uh, and we missed, completely missed at the start. He started us, so we had to catch up. Um, so we ran with his friend who... He runs with, and he's climbing Count, Count, Mount Kilimanjaro. Count Melimanjaro. Mount. Oh, he's off again. <laughs> yeah, Mount Kilimanjaro, with a blooming fridge on his back. So he probably weighs the same as me now with a fridge on his back. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. I mean, it's all it, everybody there at that that uh, event at the weekend. Looking at the photos, it looks like you all had a great time, and everyone's in the spirit of it, all dressed up. People carrying a well, someone carrying a fridge. It looks like it was a great event, but that's that's amazing, and it really. Well, if you can, I, I mean, moving with a fridge on your back, it's going to be a challenge. So fair play. It's not just the weight. I would imagine the 
the balancing as well because it's right on the top, trying to keep you you'd be hunched over, but yeah. also pulling you back. If you're going up uphill as well, pure, surely gravity is going to be pulling you the, the wrong way, so it's going to be really difficult. So massive, massive, massive kudos to. I think his name is Michael Copeland. Anybody wants to see him, he's on Instagram as the Fridge Man, um, and you can sponsor him doing his, his, his climb up Count. I say it again, Count Malamanjaro. <laughs> Count Milamanjaro. <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, please go over to his, his Instagram page and do sponsor. That reminds me of Betty Swallocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> Count Milamanjaro. Count Milamanjaro. Oh. It's a new name. Oh, it's catchy. Roaming last couple of weeks ago. I don't. Anyway. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so all in all, you had a semi-decent. Well, you had a fun week. Yeah, I, did, I think I did twelve miles in total. Which, to be fair, is is I did. I ran on the Monday with um, Stoke Fit. I didn't run on Monday this week mm. purely because I did an extra shift. I became an actual nurse rather than sitting behind a desk, as people say. I sit behind a desk and and do projects and things. I actually worked on a ward and I really enjoyed it, actually. Doing what? Being a nurse. I was a nurse. So oh, wow. Supporting people, yeah. So it was good. I really enjoyed it because I haven't done anything clinical for, for a number of years because work, working corporately, you don't have opportunity. You have patient contact, but not as much as you would do, normally as a, a ward nurse. So I went and worked on a ward. I'm trying to make some money, don't get me wrong, because we've got the wedding coming up on the 20th of January, so money is always good but also it's nice to be able to give back something because mm-hmm. i've been in here for 14 years now uh, and for the past six six and a half years i haven't really done anything clinical so it was nice to actually have contact with patients and staff as well so it was good so that's why the reason why i didn't go out on monday for a run uh, tuesday didn't go play football because i went to watch um my niece, no, it was my niece's birthday, so I went out for my niece's 16th birthday, went out for a meal, and then yesterday uh, went to watch my other niece and her play. And this is what happens, isn't it? When Around Christmas, there's so much going on. I'm still convinced. I've never heard of any of these nieces until now. All of a sudden, <laughs> niece has got a performance, niece has got a play, I've got extra shifts at work I can do. I, I, I get it, I get it. But come on, you're gonna to have to run at some point. I know. We've just okay. we've just received an email saying Manchester is four months away. I know. Man, man, you're gonna to to start being selfish, Silito. I don't know. Four months away. I, I was I was thinking the other day. Oh, I've got ages yet, but it says April, isn't it? I didn't. I forgot yeah. it was April. I thought it was like March, May time, but no, it's April time. So four. I months. mean. We've got an interesting question, a good question coming up later in the show from uh, Sam Crozier. Yeah. Uh, talks a little bit about balancing personal life and all that sort of stuff. So I think that'll hit in nicely. When yeah. when we answer the question, have a listen, pick up some tips, and let's see what happens, eh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on to your running. How was your, how was your running been this week? Uh, yeah, my week of running has not been too bad, to be fair. So I obviously we went to the the game on the uh, was it the Wednesday or the Thursday? I forget. Wednesday. The Wednesday. So we went to the game on the Wednesday. The Thursday, I had um, a bit of an easy run to do. It's about forty minutes easy, um, and then I did my normal. Um, uh, well, going into a taper week, really, I did my normal sort of session. Uh, on the Friday, can't remember what it actually was at this point in time, to be honest with you. Um, but then 
I basically, I'll just, I'll move on to the, the big thing that's happened between now and then, and that was Milton Keynes' winter half marathon. Yeah. Which was this past Sunday. Um, so I've been carrying a little bit of an injury in the build up to that, I think, from Manchester. And if you listen to previous episodes, I've had a bit of a problem with my knee, ITB band issue. So I was doing some foam rolling, some stretching, and that sort of slowly went away. Um, so the persevering with the recovery has helped. So I managed to get about three to four weeks of semi-decent training in between that injury going and Milton Keynes, which was the last race of the year for me. Um, the Milton Keynes half marathon itself is set in a nice location at the start. The run itself, I would say it's a very challenging course because it's on like, canal towpaths and uh, you run sort of around these sort of cycle paths, residential streets, and it's very technical in terms of twisting, turning. It some... It's not flat, no. It, it, it's quite undulating. Well, normally when you say canal paths and cycle paths, they are relatively flat, aren't they? Yeah, but it was quite twisty turny you went you seem to go through a lot of underpasses coming out of underpasses and up so you weren't actually running in the road you were running a lot of it on cycle paths through underpasses and there was a there was quite a lot of undulation in the route um on the route as well there were lots of sort of uh tree roots that were bulging up out the concrete um accumulation of wet leaves and two very, very large puddles, which the organisers did a really good job of organising uh, and, and informing people of this beforehand. But they were huge puddles towards the end, probably mile 11. Um, I remember seeing that puddle once of that park run that you went to. Yeah. Was it park run? Yeah, and that was Meabrook. Meabrook 15. Meabrook. And the water was wading from side to side on the path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily it wasn't wading from side to side because when I went through it, there wasn't an awful lot of runners going through it. It was sort of almost like single file. Yeah. Um, but it was wet. Like it went over your ankles. And as soon as you could, it was lovely on the legs. It was nice and refreshing on tired, hot legs. But mm. it sort of, your feet felt absolutely soaked. Mm. Didn't pack a change of clothes, like change of socks. Uncomfortable ride home. Mm. Um, but it was it was good. Um the start was really well set up on a place called Willen Lake, so it was a really good race atmosphere. And I bumped into two listeners, which yeah. was really nice. They Caught me by surprise. They did. Um, so we're talking about Alice Dudley and her partner Alex Main. Yeah. I think the surname. They were at Manchester um, as well. Yeah. I met uh, Manchester. And I was just I was there with the group of people that um we were meeting up with at the start from the same coaching team. Um, and all of a sudden I was with Rach cause Rach ran, which I just want to say well done to Rachel cause yeah, she did a really first half marathon in probably, uh, three years, maybe, maybe even a bit longer and certainly our longest run in a, quite some time. And she did a one forty three. Uh, half marathon. That's massive, that is. That's amazing. So not too far off her PB time, and she's finished it comfortably. Her injury hasn't niggled, so she's maintaining her running now. Uh, hopefully big things to come from her. But, yeah, mm. I was at the start line chatting to a few people, and all of a sudden I just turned around, and there was Ali- Alice and Alex, and they went, Ben, from the podcast. <laughs> and 
It's only ever happened. It's, it is. It's only ever happened to me once before, and that was Jackie Bailey and a yeah, group yeah. of the Stone Marathon Masters at Edge Baston Park Run. But we're obviously twelve months on down the line, and it it really it shocked me. It embarrassed me a little bit, to be fair. Like um, I was just there chatting to people, and then next thing you know, I was like, I've got to have a photo opportunity. <laughs> so I got Rach to take a photo of us, which I put on our stories, the Instagram. But then a group of the people I'm with were looking at me going, who is he having photos with? <laughs> and I was like, I feel like a celebrity here, but I don't want the fame. Quite In quite a weird way, I didn't I didn't like like everyone looking at what was going on. But it was it was lovely to meet Alice and Alex. And we had a bit of a chat about them listening to the show. And they entered because they heard us talking about Milton Keynes Half Marathon on the podcast. Oh, so that's nice. really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was nice to hear that we – I think Alex, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, is, is uh, uh, someone that's been running for a long time. Mm, really um, but I think – Alice said that she really got into running and she was inspired by the podcast, which was really nice to hear. Yeah. Um, And she's doing a lot of running now uh, and really enjoying her running. So it was nice to bump into them uh, at the start. And I bumped into Alex after as well. A bit of a confession to make in a minute when we get through the podcast, but had a quick chat with him at the end and then went off to meet Rach. Um, The race for me itself was a really nice, strong finish to the end of the year. Did you have bagels Um, and coffee after no but it's the first half marathon first race come to mention it where you finish you pick your medal up the next table along wasn't water it wasn't nutrition it wasn't anything that you would expect it was a shot of baileys oh wow cool (laughs) so you finish your race and the first thing they're offering you is a shot of baileys (laughs) so uh milton Keynes winter half marathon you're doing something right because there was a lot of happy people at the finish (laughs) going going around the the (laughs) court even though the course wasn't something to be too happy about um i finished in 121 bang on the button um, which was nice because I lost a few weeks of training. Mm. Uh, I'm only sort of a, a couple of minutes off uh, my sort of half marathon PB, which I set at Manchester, yeah. only a minute away from that 80 minute sort of margin, which I set myself at now for a half marathon runner. Um, so I'm excited to sort of take a bit of downtime in terms of racing now between now and next year. Yeah. Um, obviously going into race season in the spring and a Manchester marathon. So all stage, nine, all stage of five in February, all stage of five in February. Um, I haven't entered yet, but I it, haven't yet. Actually, it, talk about it. It's, it's coming. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to having a nice, I'm, I'm going to try and keep consistent as I can over Christmas now, but not have the pressure of racing. I've gone back to Coros with my watch over the last year. You must have had 15 different watches. I have. It's my old car, so I couldn't sell it. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I'll put it back on. <laughs> oh, I noticed that you're drinking out your North Stas Roadrunners uh, mug as well. Hey. Coffee out my North Stas Roadrunners. Tell you what I've used a lot recently in these cold nights. Um, the, uh, the the fluorescent green Rouge Lee oh, yeah, Rouge Runner, Roadrunners hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been wearing that quite a lot recently because I don't have much in the way of um, fluorescent clothing. My Couch to Coach t-shirt um which was sent to us by true sapien yeah um and also i've got another long sleeve top but i, I don't really like wearing long sleeve tops that often more on that um, in the new year with true sapien just to keep you keep you aware people wet the appetite yeah um 
potential branding clothing coming along um but yeah i love that hat it's it stands out it's nice and warm um nice proper beanie hat road running from rugely road runners better than your villa uh, hat because you left him our car i think that was on purpose it was on purpose <laughs> you see it every day so i get him back we got a text when i got home i think i've left my villa hat in your car oh, He's done that purpose. <laughs> he's still in my car. Yes, every day he's going to get a reminder. And when Villa win the league, I expect you to be wearing it as well. <laughs> you can have me back before then. Um, in so 20, no, in twenty twenty nine. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I've gone back to my Coros watch. I don't know why I've gone back to it. To be honest with you, because I do like the Polar, but I'm I'm just one of them. I like my technology. I like my gadgets. I just thought I'd pop it back on, and. I will say one last final thing before we move on. I've changed my shoes as well. Everyone will know. You mean your running shoes, not your normal shoes. I've changed my running shoes and I've gone completely against the advice that we had last week uh, (laughs) on the show. Advice that was set by you. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I I picked up a pair of Socony. 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 Different pronunciations from different regions of the world. Um, Endorphin Shift 3. Um, this was upon the advice of few, a few of the people um, in the group of uh, runners that I'm coached with about Sukoni Endorphin Shift 3. I have to say, I ain't going back to Adidas Boston, I don't think. Really? Are they good? Yeah. Well, I was on... Um, there were, Rach was after a new pair of trainers, and when Rach was after a new pair of trainers, you it's only fair that we both have a pair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. joys of being married to a runner. <laughs> and she was getting a pair of uh, Sacconis upon the recommendation of her coach. So I thought, you know what? They were 50% off, 69.99. That's not bad. com. if you want to sponsor the podcast. Um, <laughs> and I've got to say, they are dreamy. Dreamy. So I, the advice was not to mess around with your running shoe, but I've got nothing to lose because I'm nowhere near a race. Yeah, um, I suppose that, that comes with a bit of an added extra on it. That if you're not, I would advise. What we said is don't change your shoes, but if you've got time to run in them and wear them in and get used to them, because I think you yeah, can't always stick to the same shoe. I think having a variation is sometimes good. No, exactly. I think the advice still stands for anybody that would be buying a Christmas present of trainers for a friend or family member, buy the trainers that they currently wear. But there's nothing wrong with experimenting from time to time. And obviously, running shoes can be quite expensive. So if you do get an offer come up, a special offer, Mm. um, then it's worth testing some out. Um, and I think just persevere with them. But they, they came highly recommended, these Sikonias. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to give them a go. And I, I, I stand by the, the purchase. They were perfect. I've got a lot of miles coming up, obviously, next year. Mm. So I was after sort of like a really sort of cushioned, easy running shoe. And they're a little bit more cushioned than the Adidas Bostons that I've been running in for the last 12 to 18 months. So Sikoni, 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 if you want to sponsor the podcast... <laughs> If you wanted to sponsor the podcast and tell us how you pronounce your name, <laughs> let us know. Um, we, we can endorse you. <laughs> yeah. But I'd be interested to hear if anyone else is running in the um, those type of shoes, that brand shoe. Uh, let us know. Do they do size 55 for me? They might, they, they might do. I'll have, to have, have a look. I'll have to have a look. It'd have to be good for me because I overpronate, as I always say. And I'm, and I'm like 25 stone at the moment, so I'm not that quite, quite that heavy. 
And if I overpronate on a on a twenty five stone frame, I might cause myself an injury. But well, it's it's now's the time to have a play around with your shoes. Yeah, I suppose it is because you've got that opportunity between now and maybe the maybe even February to to wear them in and wear them for easy running. Yeah. I suppose it is a big investment if you're not 100% sure they're going to suit you because I suppose if you run 100 to 150 miles and you still can't get used to them, it's a big investment that gets just put to the side. But Yeah. Um, but give it a whirl. It is yeah. the time to – it may be, you know, going out in the January sales, you might find some trainers that come up that aren't your normal ones. Yeah. You can have a chance to play around with your trainers a little bit. I mean, as long as you know uh, early on if they're causing you any problems, yeah, you might be able to send them back. I don't know. Have a look. But I think it's worth checking the January sales out. And if you yeah. see any Ciccone endorphin shift freeze come up, they come highly recommended. Yeah. And just on that note, whilst we're talking about the Christmas shopping list from last week, we have a giveaway Um Burrito, remember when I was talked about burritos and arm warmers that keep your arms warm? Giveaway of the week! Oh, it was another jingle. You told well, we're me. Not gonna, we're not, we're not going to be giving anything away every week. No. This is just a giveaway that's giveaway of the episode! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was started, I started with the jingles and you took the mick out of me. Now it's you doing the jingles. I feel comfortable with myself now, so I'll just <laughs> start getting going. <laughs> So yeah, we have got a giveaway. So the the guys from Burrito, they do the the body wraps and the the, the waterproof changing robes, but they also do the arm warmers that keep your arms warm. I think that should be their slogan: arm warmers that keep your arms warm. Um, but they are going to give us a a set of arm warmers that we are going to put onto Instagram. We will put the instructions on there. If you want to have an opportunity of winning these arm warmers that keep your arms warm please keep an eye on our Instagram um, and you can enter if you are a listener of the podcast. And for the rest of this festive season, we have got some more giveaways to be giving away, if that makes sense. We've got more prizes to be given away. Just listen to the podcast. Watch, keep an eye out on our Instagram and Facebook and we will be putting instructions on how to enter the giveaways via that. It is the season to be jolly. Follow la 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 la. Yeah. Tis the season to give away prizes. Fra la 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 la. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. I like that. Before we go, I'm just going to bring back uh, an old feature Coach Reads. Okay. Impromptu coach reads. He's just flashed up on my phone. BBC News. Doctors have issued a warning after a man tore a hole in his throat whilst trying to stop a sneeze. The patient in his 30s was taken to Nine Wells Hospital Dundee in severe pain after he pinched his nose and closed his mouth to stifle a sneeze. The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok 
just search for Couch to Coached. Strava leaderboard. We didn't do it last week. It was missed last week because we were in the car on the way to watch Villa. Yeah, so I was I was obviously recording the episode on my phone. Um, we didn't want to have any technical issues, and Rob obviously naturally can't use his phone whilst driving. Mm. Nobody knows this, but by the way, we had to cut the episode halfway in between because uh, I was on national radio. I was on Radio X, uh, Johnny Vaughan's show. Um, so we had to cut the episode and then restart it again. We were in the car for about an hour. We were waiting to go on this episode. <laughs> we, we sat in we, we sat in the car park of a Tesco <laughs> Express petrol station for about forty minutes, like two right weirdos, <laughs> waiting for Rob to get his two minutes of fame on Radio X. For all that, all they then did was took the Mickey out of him for having a personalised running coach. Yeah, yeah. So they're in the car with my running coach, and they started saying things like, oh, "I'm reminded of myself they always to bring always to bring me tennis coach wherever I go." But anyway, I don't know why I mentioned that, but we'll move on to Strava. <laughs> so Strava leaderboard. This last week, so Monday to Sunday last week, in third spot with 51.8 miles, well done to Jared Horn. In second spot with 63.6 miles, quite close again this week, well done to Martin Pratt. And in top of the shop with 66.9 miles, well done to Pat Buckingham. Ooh. 66.9 miles. Not a bad effort, that isn't. Not a bad effort at all. Did Pat ever get in touch with us about what he's training for? I think he might have done, actually. You have a look on the, on the um, Instagram, because I'm pretty sure he did. Go on, I'll have a look while Go you on. crack on with the uh, rest of the board. So, Monday to Thursday, we're doing a little bit earlier today. So, from Monday to Thursday, in third spot, with 28.2 miles, we have Martin Pratt. Well done, Martin. In second spot, he's there again. Pat Buckingham with 29.9 miles. And just pipping Pat, Pat Buckingham to the post, we have Penny Massey with 30.0 miles. So well done, Penny. And a bit of a spoiler alert, we have Penny Massey on five other listeners next week. We've mentioned her a few times on the podcast. Uh, friend to the show, Penny Massey. So we have got her on five other listeners next week. So let's do shout out of the week. Shout out of the week. So before that was a bit of a tasty one. Um, so this week we've got shout outs. I've got a shout out. Ben's got a shout out. But before we move on, I've got a shout out that we, sh- we should have read out last week, but it didn't come in until after we re- recorded the episode. So this is from top fan number one listener Jackie Bailey. Top fan number one listener. Yeah. So she says, hi, Rob. If I'm not too late, can I request a shout-out for my running buddy, Sally Hamilton? I think Sally's had a shout-out on the on the podcast before, but we're more than welcome to have another shout-out. It's her 50th part run on Saturday, so last Saturday. So well done. She's done 50 part runs, and she deserves a shout-out for all her running achievements this year with the North Road Roadrunners Association and a beyond. She's a ray of sunshine that brightens up every run. She makes new friends everywhere she goes with her infectious positivity, and she makes runs and races a celebration, bringing post-run joy with her delicious bacon. So well done to Sally. Met Sally. With her delicious bacon? Baking. 
<laughs> what is it, delicious bacon? No, baking. <laughs> so, you've met Sally as well. When you I saw, have. When you saw Jackie um, at the service stations, I can't remember where we got made, Ben. Uh, been to Manchester. That was uh, it, we're, yeah. we're on the way back from Manchester and Nutsworth, I think. Yeah. She was in the queue for Costa with Jackie and her mates, yeah. and I was shamelessly at Burger King. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. After Manchester, you can eat what you want, I suppose. We've just done a half marathon. So. Well, clearly not, because it knackered me up for three weeks oh, in yeah. my, re- my recovery after Manchester. <laughs> I'm not having a go at Burger King if you want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> So yeah, so well done to Sally. Um, I've met Sally a few times and she is always really positive. Uh, so well done to Sally. My shout out of the week goes to someone I mentioned previously earlier to, on, the, on, the, on the show, uh, Adam Huxley. So Adam is a guy, he runs a Stoke Fit. Um, although I haven't seen him actually running with Stoke Fit because he has been injured for a, a long period of time. I saw him on Saturday. He got out of the car at Trentham Gardens and came up behind me. A bit similar to your experience with Alice and Alex, he, he shouted, hey, Rob. I was like, oh, turn around. And I didn't recognize him because I've not met him. I've only seen a picture of him. He says, is it, is it weird that, listen, that uh, strangers shout your name? I'm like, I'm, I'm used to it now. I didn't say I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, it, I didn't say it, that really. I'm not really. It terrified me. I mean, to be <laughs> honest with you, if I was at like a race in Staffordshire uh, around your area, I'd expect it. But I was in Milton Keynes. I was like, yeah. You Ben from I was like oh no, no. <laughs> well I had what have I kind, done <laughs> similar kind of scenario Julie Dudley I remember saying on, on a couple of episodes ago at Prestatin Park Run so Alice's mum did exactly the same with me at uh, Prestatin but anyway so I met Adam and he came over to me he's got a really long ginger beard he's, he's a really nice guy I was talking to him uh, and he's, I know he's been injured for a for a bit uh, so my shout out of the week goes to Adam because he did a part run did a really good time he ran a little bit with me and Andy Andy Boff had a nice chat um, and also he's got a camper van so I'm going to be I think I'm going to be Big Spoon and he's going to be Little Spoon when we do Thunder Run um, yeah. I might be sharing a camper van I don't, know if he, I don't know if he'll let me in there or not because it'll be all muddy uh, but he's in my team for Thunder Run so Shout out of the week for me this week goes to Adam Huxley and I hope your road to recovery and he's doing a lot of strength and conditioning I've seen on his Strava so he's doing a lot of, uh, he did some workout on his feet today at 7.28, he's done morning yoga, workout on core this morning as well, afternoon, afternoon weight training, did a bit of a run yesterday, yoga, did a sauna, morning swim, so he puts absolutely everything on Strava. I've never seen, that's the first time I've ever seen anybody put sauna on Strava. You ever seen sauna? Mm, yeah, yesterday at 7.39, sauna for 13 minutes. Did you give kudos to his sauna? No, I haven't given one, kudos. One give bit, him a little kudos. There you go, one kudos there, he's got two now. <laughs> Who's the other person that gave him kudos on the <laughs> I think Dave Wallace, so another Stoke Fit member, he's, he's done an emoji where he's giving him a salute, so I presume it's Dave. Was Dave in Florida with him? No, I don't think so. Um, Dave mentioned it, I think Dave mentioned it a couple of weeks ago at, at Wilms 10K that he just, because he goes through Strava and he doesn't sometimes look at what he's giving kudos for and he give Adam a kudos for doing uh, going in the sauna last time, so that's my uh, shout out of the week. I'm going to start putting strange things on Strava. Well, I did. I Bizarrely, when I went to, um, when I did Ninja Warrior, I did, I put my Strava on there, so I put my watch on it. It monitored me as well, so. You did, 
Ninja Warrior on Strava. Yeah, so I went Ninja Warrior for Arthur's birthday. So is there a function on your watch that is like a, I don't know, fun ki- play? Ch- children's entertaining no, on Strava? No, I can't remember what it is. I can't. I can't I mean, what's he, rec- what's he recorded this sauna as? Like what I type of activity? Have a look. Who is, who is he? Let me have a look. Is Adam Huxley in well, it? He's got it? like three lines, like a bit of a. It looks, well, it's not swimming because he's got swim underneath. I don't. Know. I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't realise that when you decided to give this shout out that it would lead down this rabbit hole. No, did you? no, not at all. Not at all. Adam Huxley. I've, 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 I can't. I'm not following. I'm going to send a request to follow and hope he gets it whilst we're doing this so I can have a look at him. Adam, why do you record a sauna <laughs> on Strava? And what? And what? Let us know. What do you record it as? Well, it's got a way, it's, it's come as a workout. Oh, so he must have done some kind of indoor, in the sauna. indoor workout. Because my watch, I don't know if I'm looking at my Coros and not my Polar or my Garmin, <laughs> what would I do if I was sitting in a sauna? I've got run, indoor run, track run, bike, indoor bike, pool swim, open water, gym cardio. Yeah. It's not really cardio. Indoor row. Not a row. It's not strength. Interesting. Adam, let us know what you record your sauna as on your, other. On there your you watch. Stick it as other. other. <laughs> Obviously, you record it as an other. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the strangest thing I've ever seen recorded on Strava, to be fair. <laughs> Gets in the sauna, sits down. Oh, I'll record it for everybody. <laughs> I like it. I mean, let, us know, it. let us know, Adam. Let us know why you, what, what you set it as and, and the reason why you do it. I'm just jealous. I ain't got ten minutes to sit on my own in the sauna. I know. I haven't either. Quiet, peace and quiet. Who's your shout out of the week for? Shout out of the week. I've got a bit of a confession to make. Actually, I feel bad. I feel really, really bad. Really, really bad. Alex Main, Alex, you are my shout out of the week, and it was obviously very nice to see you and Alice at Milton Keynes winter half. Very unexpected. Literally made me jump out my skin when you said hello to me. But I remember seeing you at the finish line as well. And you were, you were on your way back to uh, meet Alice. I think who hadn't yet finished Well, she wouldn't have yet finished by the story I'm going to tell. Um, we had a bit of a chat about my time and your time. And you said to me, oh, I've got a PB. And I was like, congratulations, that's awesome. Well done, you got your PB. How fast did you get? And I always thought you said one hour 30, one three zero something. And I mean, that's a brilliant time anyway. But I didn't quite put two and two together the fact that a 90 minutes hadn't yet gone in the race by this time (laughs) and now looking on Strava when I went to pick my shout out of the week I didn't quite realize that actually what you had said which is really 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 impressive is that you actually finished seventh with a new PB of 113.59 which is absolutely incredible because that course at Milton Keynes um, is awful. It's boring. It's stop, start, twisty, bendy, puddles, leaves, roots, everything. And your Strava write-up was a big PB of 35 seconds with a sprint to the line, super hard course with no chance to get into rhythm. Happy with that. And that's really well summed up because there isn't anywhere really in that race that you can get into rhythm because when you get into a bit of rhythm, you start having to plow yourself down a hill or you get a little hill from a uh, an underpass. Uh, and as I say, it's not the best race to, to be getting PBs on. Um, 
So 113.59 is incredible. Um, really, really strong stuff and a seventh place finish. So Alex, shout out of the week. And also I'm really sorry that I didn't pick up on the fact that you said 13 and not 30, but I did congratulate you on your PB. So stop being a show off. <laughs> Get yourself in a sauna and record it on Strava. Get yourself in a sauna and record it. Why are you spending more time in a sauna, man? That one, that one thirteen, and uh, however many seconds that you did it in, uh, the official time that you did it in on the Milton Keynes Winter Half Marathon uh, website, one thirteen fifty nine. He went through five k in fifteen forty two. He went through his ten k at around about thirty three minutes and twenty three seconds. Um, absolutely incredible. But you would have been faster if you spent more time in a sauna. <laughs> That's Taken mad- out of Adam's book. <laughs> That's absolute madness. One thirteen. I know. 15, what, 15, um, 30-something for a 5K in a half well, The splits on the website are done at three mile bang on and six mile bang on, so they're not quite done at the okay. 5K split, but 15.42 and 33.23, which is, um, yeah, which is incredible. Really, really good time. Um, I think Alice as well, um, just... I know I've already given my shout out, but Alice was there and we're talking about Alex, so we can't talk not talk about Alice. Um she also finished Milton Keynes half marathon uh in a very decent time. Um I think I saw it earlier. Last race of the year for Alice. Um two hours and ten minutes. Well, final of the year. Uh her first race in the colours of Cheadle R C, the blue and white of Cheadle R C. Um and she was happy with the result because she hasn't hardly ran in the last couple of weeks due to shin splints. So rest up, Alice, enjoy your Christmas break, try and stay as consistent as you can, look after the shin splints and get yourself in a sauna. <laughs> clearly works. Clearly works. Just before we move on. I have got another kind of shout-out. It's not a shout-out for a person, but it's just a shout-out for Stoke Fit. So Stoke Fit, <clears throat> for people that know me and Ben are both members of Stoke Fit, uh, as are a lot of other listeners, but they are doing a couch to 5K again this year. They do it every year. It's- You're doing it. Oh, I'm probably needed after the amount of time I have doing a run. <laughs> uh, but they're starting it on the 8th of January at Badly Green Working Men's Club. So if anybody wants to join, come along, see how you get on. It's on a Monday and a Wednesday. Six, Be there for about 25, 20 past six. Starts about half past six. Uh, so if you're thinking about running, if you listen to the podcast and you're thinking about I might start get get myself running, it is a good opportunity. I started with Couch to 5K, not with Stoke Fit. I did it on my own, granted. But I've been there when the Couch to 5Kers are at Stoke Fit. And I know that a couple of cohorts if you want to call them cohorts before this this last cohort they have now gone on to couch 5k couch to then they've done a 5k to 10k 10k to half marathon so it doesn't just stop with a cat 5k you can then carry on you can build from relationship friendships up with people it is led by usually andrew knowles or Ange 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 Morton, but I think it's, I'm not sure who's going to be doing it this year. Yeah, I remember speaking to Ange Morton way back at the start when we did this podcast, and she won our one of our first competitions, which was, you know, the, probably the best prize we ever had, which a is call with you, <laughs> a call with me back back in the day, um, and yeah, it was it was great to hear the 
you know, the dedication that she puts in mm. and also what is built beyond that, because I think, as you say, they were doing couch to 5K, couch to 10K, well, 5K to 10K, and they work through and they really stick with, I mean, Stoke Fit's a great running club, as are most of the local running clubs in your area, but it was really nice chatting to Ange because she's really passionate about it. And actually sometimes through the conversation we found she actually puts the couch to 5k as ahead of her own running at times yeah um yeah and i think you'd you'd be missing an absolute opportunity if you weren't joining that couch to 5k group if you're looking to get into running yeah yeah definitely it is really good and it is like all running other running clubs i'm not just saying stoke fit do it i know other running clubs do it as well but it is a really good opportunity to get into a running club as well um you're thinking to yourself, I'm not that kind of elite runner because that was my mindset. And I know we've talked about it before in the past podcast. Your mindset is that oh, I'm not quite as good as other people. I don't think I need to be, I don't think I should be running, joining a running club. Absolutely not. I think yeah. there, are, there are some running clubs out there. Absolutely. There are for elite runners and they don't make no bones about it. They are for elite runners, but majority of, of, of running clubs are for, people that just want to start running or people that want to get back into running. So give it a chance, get out there, go to Stoke Fit, go to your local running club, see if they do a couch to 5K. If they don't do a couch to 5K, just go on one of their runs and see how you feel. It might be the best thing that ever happened to you. I know other people have done it and it's the best thing that's ever happened to them. So do it, do it, do it. Make it a New New Year's resolution. That's a direct threat, that is. This episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. If you go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. We haven't had one of these for a while, but we have a listener's question. Oh, listener's question after... Podcast. <laughs> so, this is from Giovanni. So, Giovanni, he says, "Good morning, both. Hope you both you're both well. I'm still a couple of months behind on the podcast, so apologies if the question's already been asked. I've always been on, a, on and off, get on and off runner. So, this is the first year where I've been building some consistency. I've definitely noticed endurance come on, although not massive leaps in times or weight loss. Completing two half marathons, although due to heat nearly passing out at the potter's half." 
I was there. I know how hot it was. And one six-hour endurance event, which was a run-walk. My question is about heart rate. I am trying to take on the mantle of 80-20 split, which we talk about on the podcast, but even on what I class as a truly easy run where I can maintain a full conversation throughout, my heart rate raises massively. For example, ran the whammy this weekend and had a conversation all the way around, but at the end, my average heart rate was 161, so very high sometimes, well above 180. If I'm getting this type of fluctuation, will I be able to see that progression? I'm after it as I can't tell if I'm giving my body the right kind of workouts. Apologies for long email. Love the podcast. And we'll see you both at Manchester in April, April, possibly a local park run. Thanks, Giovanni. Giovanni. I think as a new-ish runner or a runner that's looking to regain their consistency, I think you need to take as much of the data out of your running as possible. Um, I'm a big fan of heart rate training. Um, and I, when I first started coaching people, um, I tried to, um, get people on board with heart rate training, but as a coach, your job is to sort of steer the ship Mm. and, and that's all it is. You let the runners do the work and you try and correct the ship on the path that it's on. But when you try and uh, install into people or you need to be running at this certain heart rate or this certain heart rate, I think it can very quickly take the fun out of the running. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest thing for improving one's fitness early on in their running journey is consistency. Now, if you go out to do an easy run and you're generally chatting all the way around and you find that conversation easy – then you probably are running at an easy pace because yeah. an, an aerobic run is basically defined as a run where you are able to use oxygen. Um, and that's where you can comfortably use oxygen and still talk and still run and combine those two things together. And that makes it an aerobic run. Um, I think if you focus too much on heart rate, you can very quickly become uh negative with your running you can become demoralized with it because there's a number of reasons you might hit a big hill you might have a run where it's relatively flat but all the way around the run you're actually on a slow gradual increase Mm. and it's natural that your heart rate will increase you might get some oh sorry it's not the microphone you might get some um, dodgy heart rate data mm. so GPS watches are fantastic but if you get a bad connection i.e. a bit of water under the watch um, your body obviously is sweating or a bit of dirt that interferes with the, the green light underneath your watch you're going to get incorrect data for instance I was out running the other day I felt perfectly fine my heart rate went up to 180 beats per minute and it stayed there on my watch for a good couple of minutes and I knew deep down I was running easy. Mm. And if you don't understand how that is impacting your running or you feel like it's impacting your running in terms of the heart rate, you can soon become quite frustrated and feel like you get obsessed with the numbers and you need to stop. The best thing, Giovanni, I think you can do is just forget about the heart rate training for the moment. Stay consistent with your running. And if you can run four times a week, and three of those are done at a generally good conversational pace, either talking out loud to yourself for a bit to test it or talking to a friend at a park run, 
then great. That's going to be easy running. And then one of those four runs or one of your runs per week, you need to be doing a quite hard interval session. And that's to push the other end up your speed work. And that doesn't need to be a complex session. Don't get too bogged down. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, okay. Here he is saying <clears throat> comparison is the thief of joy. You can listen to this podcast and you can hear all the running that Rob's been doing and you can look on Strava and you can hear all the workouts or look at all the workouts people have been doing. You could hear about my training. I could look at Alex's time that Milton Keynes and being a 113 and I want to aspire to be that. But you shouldn't compare yourself with others because yeah. all that's going to happen is you're going to become unhappy. Simple workouts at your top end speed. Let's say, for instance, two minutes on, two minutes off. Work hard for two minutes and jog slowly for two minutes and repeat that sort of, I don't know, eight to ten times. You've all of a sudden got yourself one hard session a week. You've got 20% of your running roughly done at, an easy, at a harder pace, and that will signal improvements in the body. I think heart rate training is great, but ditch it for the time being. Yeah, I think as well, get yourself potentially get yourself checked out as well. I think we mentioned this on the podcast before that if you're worried about your heart rate, it might be worthwhile just booking yourself a GP appointment just to check out your heart. Because I know for a fact yeah. I'm waiting for my cardiology appointment. There's somebody else that I'm not going to mention who that um, is currently undergoing cardio cardiology uh, investigations purely because of that, and that she, they're a runner, so it's. It's just an opinion that you potentially you need to get from a from a GP to see if there's a yeah. physical issue as well. I think the thing with heart rate is it's it's unique to you. Um, and I was, you know, I when I was coaching, I was coaching a guy whose heart rate was um, unique. Uh, it was very low all of the time. Yeah. Um, due to some medication, um, and the heart rate couldn't peak at any intensity really low and as a coach it's very difficult to assess someone's ability for, for improvements because you don't know whether they're pushing in in certain circumstances and that became really frustrating for this runner i think what you need to do is just focus on the two sort of intensity levels easy by how you feel and hard by how you feel and the hard running should be done to an interval state. And that's playing around with the length and time of the intervals or the distances and the length or time and distances of the recovery. And if you can do that once a week, you're adding that variety. You will then start to see your times coming down a little bit. And then obviously you can do a little bit of reading into the running. But the first thing you need to do is to get running and keep running. Yeah. And I think the best thing you can do there is just to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare yourself to others and keep doing things that you are enjoying doing and it will soon come. But running is such a long process. It, it, nothing happens overnight. And that's the beauty of it. That's why we all keep going out every morning, every night. It's because we want to see the improvement, but it does take time. But you're competing with nobody other than yourself. Yeah. And get yourself, maybe get yourself a heart monitoring chest strap as well. I remember you telling me that because it might help. Because the watch yeah. is only as good as it can be if it's making that reading. Like you say, if you've got, if you're sweating quite a bit, if there's a bit of dirt in there, it might not be giving you a true reading. It might be an old watch. Absolutely. If you're going to use heart rate, uh, monitors as a way of tracking your training uh, then I think you, you're wasting your time really with a risk-based heart rate monitor um, 
because you are going to get such bad connections. The best way of tracking it is with a chest-worn heart rate monitor. Mm. You'll get a much more accurate reading because it's more of a live reading. What you'll find with a heart rate monitor worn on the wrist is when you climb a hill, you'll be sort of three-quarters of the way up your hill. Your heart rate monitor will be reading at, let's say, 140 because it's got a slight delay on it. You'll get up and over the top of the hill. You're running on a flat or even downhill, and your heart rate spikes to what it was, you know, a, a couple of 30 seconds ago. And you get that delay, um, and you're constantly looking at it, chasing that delay, and it, I guess I say, it becomes a bit demoralising. A chest-worn heart rate monitor will give you that bit more accuracy, but although it's giving you that bit of accuracy, you can still get some dodgy readings. Yeah. But it can also lead to again uh, a, a bit of an obsession with your heart rate. The thing with heart rate training that we haven't yet spoke about is it's impacted by a lot of external factors, how much sleep you're getting, the weather, if you're hydrated or dehydrated, the stress in your body, the stress in your life, um, whether you've been on your feet all day or whether you haven't. There's so many external factors, and I think the best metric for seeing whether it's a true easy run is you should feel like it is an easy run by the ability to be able to have a conversation or to breathe oxygen in whilst you're running. If you're gasping for air, you're not you're not running easy. Yeah, yeah. Hope that answers your question, Giovanni. If anybody else has got a question, it's not something that we've completely stopped. If anybody's got a question, please let us know at Couch to Coached on Instagram or Facebook or Couch to Coached at Outlook.com on email, and we will answer your questions on the podcast. Couch to Coach Challenge. What was the jingle for that? Uh, couch to coach, couch to coach. The challenges of couch to coached. <laughs> How about that one? That's brilliant. Yeah, really good. Again, if anybody wants to do as a jingle, <clears throat> please, please, please put, put us out of our mission. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not singing it through the window this week. <laughs> Tell you what, if anybody sends us a jingle to any of the sections, whether it's good or bad, you got any of them stickers left? You've got loads, absolutely loads. <laughs> On that note, Julianne Kettle sticking us to the back of her oh, car. Oh yeah, yeah, we've got Julianne. So we sent Julianne because she won the Couch to Coach Challenge a couple of weeks ago um, with for her bread. It was last week we gave we announced it for her bread for her bread and milk that she got from. I don't think it was milk. I think it was orange juice or something. She stuck it on the bumper of a car. So if anybody wants to stick the stickers on the bumpers of the cars, you're more than welcome to. Send us a jingle to the Couch to Coach podcast of you doing a jingle of any kind, whether it's good or bad, to any of our sections, and we'll send you a sticker. I might even push it and put a beer mat in there as well. Stick a beer mat in. <laughs> there we go. Couch to Coach challenge. Yeah, so this week it was it was show us your colours. So on the event that we were on his way down to watch Man City get beat by Villa, um, we... What happened? Man City, beat, Man City got beat by Villa. You decided we weren't sure about a couch to coach challenge, but we, I pulled, Ben pulled it out of the bag. Uh, so shows your colours. Basically, go out for a run with your shirt of choice, football shirt. We've had a rugby, a rug, somebody running a rugby shirt as well. So we had three entries. We had Andy Torbit with his Maxfield Town shirt. So well done to Andy Torbit. We had Carly Hall with her. Germany shirt, bizarrely. Um, but show us your colours, I suppose. Let us know, Carly, why the the reason why you wore a Germany shirt. Is there a specific reason? And then we had Tony Brown in his Leeds Rhinos rugby top as well. No, 
No. Leicestershire. Oh, Leicestershire. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. He, he talked about Leeds because I think he's a Leeds fan. I think he's a Leeds fan, yeah. but it was in the wash. Yeah. And he wore a Leicestershire. Leicester Tigers, that's the one. Leicester yeah. Tigers, rugby union top. And it was an old-fashioned one. Not one of these mm. modern rugby shirts yeah, made of like nice. spandex. Mm, like a proper, proper cotton, yeah. cotton traders. Keeping him warm, he said, on, the, on a, one of a cold winter's nights. Who's the winner? Drum roll. Drum roll. And the winner has got to be Andy Torbit. Uh, he was our five of the listeners last week. Uh, keeping it local with his local team. Maxfield Town. Support uh, your local team. Support, support your, your local, local team. team. How far is Manchester from Stoke, Rob? I'm, a, I'm an avid supporter of Crew. Um, I don't think it is Maxfield Town. I think it's just Maxfield FC, actually. It's not Maxfield Town anymore. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of my local team, AFC Crew. So, there you go. Aston well Villa's not, not that close to you. You're probably closer to Birmingham than Aston Villa, I would say. No, I'm closer to West Bromwich. Oh, are you? So you're closer to West Brom. Support your local team. Nobody supports West Brom. <laughs> I'm sure other people have got. Adrian Childs does. Adrian, if you're listening to the podcast, get in contact with one of the sponsors. Um, yeah, look what it's done to him. The wrinkles on the top of that man's forehead. <laughs> the boing, Adrian Childs, sorry if you're listening. Boing, boing, baggies. <laughs> Up and down boing, on. boing, baggies. Oh, so well done to Andy Torbeat. You are the winner of the Council Coach Challenge this week and your prize will be in the post you are the, lo- the lovely owner of the couch to coach beer mat couch to coach magnet couch to coach sticker and we even put a certificate in there so that's what and you st- could win if you enter the yeah. challenge and stickers to the back of your car because yeah. julianne started a trend please yeah. but obviously if it makes if it damages a car there's no liability from us <laughs> we all absolutely don't come not. to us for any money <laughs> Absolutely not. So, what's the challenge this week, Mr. Russell? It's come to me whilst listening, whilst recording the show. Go on, then. Again. So, this week, I am challenging you all. It's very easy. You can do this one from the comfort of your own home. Okay. I'm challenging you all to do an Adam Huxley. Okay. <laughs> Go with the sauna. <laughs> no. Whoever records the strangest activity on Strava, <laughs> whoever records the strangest activity on Strava, titles it doing an Adam Huxley. Let's all do a Huxley. Let's all there do we a go. Huxley. Whoever titles it, let's all do a Huxley, <laughs> and gives it the description of what they're doing, record it as an other activity on Strava, it doesn't have to be any sort of distance, any sort of time. You don't even have to move. <laughs> you just have to tell us what you are doing, and we're going to see who does the weirdest thing on Strava over the next week. Good one. Good one. So if you want to, put it on the discussion, to so Strava discussion, and send us a picture. You can via your Instagram if you want to as well. And then this time next week, we will decide who is the winner with the strangest or the most unusual activity on Strava. A I've, bit of fun. I've, Let's I've, all do a Huxley. I've already got some ideas of what I'm going to do. Keep it clean, though, guys, please. We are a PG podcast, so we don't want to be talking about anything rude on the podcast, so please keep it clean. So let's all do a Huxley. Let's have a listen to five of the listeners. This week, we've got joint winner. So we, a couple of weeks ago, we had Izzy Shaw, who won the ladies' North Staff Roadrunners. Um, league 
top league. And then this week we've got we've had Carl Moulton on the podcast in the previous week on previous episodes. This week we've got Sam Crozier, who came joint top with Carl in North Staffs Roadrunners League A. So let's have a listen to five of the listeners with Sam Crozier. Question number one. What's your name, who, slash what club do you run for? Hi guys, it's Sam Crozier here and I run for Newcastle Staffs Athletics Club. Question number two. What are your current running goals? So currently I'm not particularly targeting any big races at the moment. Um, I'm taking a slight uh, step backwards from from racing whilst uh, my wife Sharm uh, and, and myself welcome our second son uh, in January, which we're looking forward to. The, the plan will be to consolidate and maintain a bit of fitness over the winter and build on a bit of strength and then look to kind of really get back into it around Easter time uh, with, the, with the big goal of pushing on and hopefully taking that first place at Potter's Half Marathon for next year question number three how is your training going training is going quite well at the moment uh, I've dialed it back a little bit like I've already mentioned and I'm just really enjoying just a more um, chilled out approach to training just seeing some new different routes and just generally finding that nice little balance as we go forward if I reflect on my training over this year it's it, I trained really really hard this year I've tried to train really hard I started off at the, uh, at the front end of the year uh, working on the group sessions with Newcastle Staffs AC, working under Martin Bailey, the, the head coach there, which was a really good, really good coach group and some really good sessions going forward. Uh, I picked up a promotion with work and with, with Sean getting pregnant, etc. I then decided to move away to a more individualised training programme to allow me to fit in training a lot more around my work home. Uh, and kind of family life I needed to do and I, and I joined um, high performance running and a coach now under by John Donahue uh, for the kind of second half of the year so yeah in terms of training how it's going at the moment how it has been over the year I think I've had a really good year and I'm looking to kind of capitalise on that over the winter consolidate and, and move forward and this one question number four is a regular question we ask all of our guests what are your current PBs at 5k 10k half marathon and marathon so current pbs then so 5k is well this is a bit of a tricky one so i've never actually raced a 5k out and out um in terms of an official 5k race and uh, so um quickest i've ever gone through on a park run is 1609 down at trenton gardens um but the one I tell people about is um, is fifteen thirty nine, which I actually was the first five k split I did at Manchester ten k in in twenty twenty two. So that's my unofficial five k PB. That's the one I tell people that I can do. Um, but maybe I'll get out for a five k um, race out in twenty twenty four. I don't know yet. Ten k PB is a time of thirty two forty five, which I completed at Stone St Michael's ten k in twenty twenty two. Half marathon PB, I have 72 minutes and 33 seconds, which I also did in 2022 at Cardiff Half Marathon. And marathon PB goes back quite a few years to before my time as an affiliated runner. I ran in the uh, Army Marathon Championships, which was down at the Marathon, and I did that in 2 hours, 38 minutes and 39 seconds. Question number five. What is your best tip you can give to someone about running either starting running or just running in general 
the the best tip I could give someone uh, about running would be, I mean, well, other than consistency as key as we're all aware, is to really focus on slowing those easy runs down. It was something I kind of fell foul of uh, and I got really fixated with um, in previous years was I would put my times into, or my PB times into a calculator and it would say your easy pace is between this and this. And I would go out and um, I'd run those easy runs within that pace. But I'd find I was getting to sessions and I was just tired and lethargic because I was running my easy runs too fast. And so what I have done is is go out and I kind of just forget the watch to a certain extent. Uh, And I just focus on just running to feel and keeping them easy and keeping the heart rate nice and low. Uh, and just enjoying that time uh, if I'm going out for 45 minutes 50 minutes 60 minutes whatever just go out and just have a jog make it social if you can go and have a chat with some people as you run round um, but just really enjoy that process of easy running and just forget about pace and splits and times and whatever other data people you can get fixated on you just forget about it and just focus on easy running and recovery and preparing yourself to get the go on to those sessions to get the benefit the best benefit you can out of those sessions because that's what's going to make you ultimately a faster and stronger runner is those sessions um and so that would be the that would be my best tip that i could give to somebody and the last question is your chance to ask the listeners question so what is your question and who is it for so my listener question is for both yourself, Rob and Ben. Um, so I have a busy, busy life. Uh, I have uh, work commitments, family commitments, running commitments to the club, to the county, to the army. I'm also doing a master's degree. So as you can see, I'm spread very thinly. I have a very supportive wife in Sean, um, but we're also expecting our second baby, as I mentioned in early January 2024. So my question is, how do you guys find the best way to meet the balance of maintaining a running lifestyle against family commitments, work commitments? I'd really appreciate any hints and tips you guys can shed with me on this area. So first thing I want to say is congratulations. Congratulations, he's having a baby in January. So anytime now, really, the baby will be coming. So congratulations, uh, uh, and let us know when the baby does come. Rob's a good name, good strong name, if it's a boy. Uh, I'm not sure if he said he was a boy or a girl. Or, if he if he wants to, he could call it Bobby for a girl. So. Two names I like. Go on. Leon and Bailey. Because <laughs> Leon Bailey scored against Man City. Yeah, okay, okay. But anyway, and mass congratulations on your PBs as well. <laughs> so congratulations on the baby. Congratulations wow. on the PBs. Yeah, mad. Absolute mad. I know we talked about Alex's PBs, but also with Sam, it's amazing. And he's going for that top spot uh, for Potter's Off as well. So that's going to be an interesting race next year with uh, Carl and Sam going for it. It'd be interesting. But the question, go on, I'll let you answer the question first. I mean, I think somebody that is churning out the times that he's t- churning out and obviously still finding that struggle with life yeah in terms of getting the running in i mean whatever he's doing it's working yeah it's working but i think it obviously is difficult to find the time to run as it is for most people i think but i think what do i do to keep consistent or as much as i can it, it's easy to some extent because 
I am married to a runner. Yeah. And Rachel say that, but that likes cool. to run. Yeah. So we we know really that on a weekday, Monday to Friday, don't know why I just clarified what a weekday is. <laughs> on a weekday, Monday to Friday, we are only ever gonna need to run for an hour or a bit hour and a bit at most. And we basically prioritize that amongst everything else it also helps that we run our own business mm. and we we sort of have different hours some days we've got more work than than others mm. but we have very much so since amelia our first daughter was born ring fenced an hour each a day one of us goes in the morning one of us goes in the evening whether that be just to run go to the gym do a walk whatever it might be because we think that that one hour a day is so important for not only our fitness and our running but also our mental health mm. Um, and then on a weekend, um, it tends to be that Rach does a long run on a Saturday and I do my long run on a Sunday and the person that's not long running just spends, you know, an hour and a half or two hours with the kids. Mm. It might get a bit more difficult come the new year because of the marathon that I'm doing in April Manchester. But again, there's no reason why it should, because we've, we've set that for ourselves. And then the other thing really is just having that little bit of discipline with yourself is like, how bad do you want? what you want like i want to do a three-hour marathon a sub three-hour marathon next year i know that isn't going to come from basically sitting on my backside so i have to sort of be strict to myself in terms of what my priorities are and i know that every sort of couple of runs that i miss i'm getting further away from that target so it's just asking yourself where is it in your list of priorities and if you can it's doing what you can to protect that time um and I think, to be honest, if something come up, if something come up in the day and I hadn't yet done my run, I wouldn't be afraid to go out at 10 o'clock at night and do 40 minutes if I had to. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, because when I was training for the Manchester, for Manchester London Marathon, <clears throat> I was getting up early, purely because yeah. it was so hot because I was training through summer. Getting up earlier in the day, going out for a run before even Arthur and Laura got up, so it doesn't disrupt the day. I'm ready for the day, get a shower, get ready for work. Or at times go out at night as well. Taking obviously in the winter, you'd have to take out your, your lights on your chest or on your, on your on your hat, like we talked about last week. But I think as well, taking a leaf out of Kieran Bedford. I know we talk about Kieran a lot on the podcast, but taking a leaf out of Kieran Bedford's book, going out when you can, just having it, having the kit ready. You've got half an hour. You've unexpectedly got an extra half an hour. Something that you planned on doing for an hour only takes half an hour. So you've got half an hour. Get your kit on and go out for a half an hour run just taking them spontaneous opportunities to actually get out and get and do a run. I know it's easier said than done, especially when you've got a kid coming in, another another child coming in January as well, Sam, but taking opportunities when you can. Take the kids out with you. I know you go out running in your buggy. It might be an opportunity to do something with the kids as well. I'm trying to get Arthur and Connie into running, so I've got an excuse so I can go running on a Sunday with them, go to park run with them. Um including family members. Laura isn't a runner, and I don't think she'll ever will be a runner. But take an opportunity, join a running club, potentially. That keeps you accountable as well. Um, do strength and conditioning exercises when you can in the house, if it's if you can't get out because the kids are in bed. Do things that are related to running, but not actual running, if that makes sense. And focus on your recovery, like we said last week. Get your, your phone roller out or get yourself in a sauna like Adam does. I think one. <laughs> I think one of the key things is I think it depends really on your goals 
Um, and it goes back to comparison again. Like if you don't compare yourself to others and if your running is just simply to get a bit of a release and to enjoy running and to improve your health, then doing what Kieran does is very good because if you get a spare 20 minutes, mm-hmm. throw a kit on, it doesn't matter if it's a dirty kit that you've just picked up out of the wash basket necessarily because you know it doesn't washed. matter. Yeah. It's going to be washed and you're not going to be stopping next to anyone long enough for them to stink it get a kit on and go and do a little bit i think if it's just for getting out there and doing a bit of running that's a great way of doing it. try and take the advantage of the little bits of time that you do get in the week and then once a week or twice a week you maybe then do have to plan specific things like if it's because you want to get faster you're going to have to do your speed sessions and you're going to possibly have to do your long run. So those are the only two things maybe you need to plan in a week, and hopefully you can find those times. All the rest of it can be sort of what people class as junk miles, although I hate that term. It's just trying to get some time on feet, and you've got to steal bits of time here and there. Mm. But I think you've got to look at what your aims and goals are. If Sam's got that goal of you know winning Potter's half, he's going to have to do more than just stealing bits of time. Mm. But... I think you can be quite wise with your time and with good planning and organising, which he's no doubt going to have with his profession. I think it's just putting that that bit of time in and planning week by week or even day by day, just sitting down, talking to your partner, seeing where you've got time in your office, in in, in your in your day job and stuff like that and seeing if you've, you can just get out for those little runs here and there yeah definitely great question thank you um, lovely question Sam. and if anybody wants to be I said this last week if anybody wants to be on five of the listeners the stage is open to you we've got Penny on next week like I mentioned and I think we've got a couple more people lined up but if you want to be on the on the podcast and you want to hear your voice on the podcast please do get in contact with us and we can send you the questions along and you can record them and we can put you on um, we do like to listen it's my favourite part. It really is. When I'm editing the editing the podcast, I love listening again to us answering, asking a question, them answering the question. It's really, really good. So, and also uh, the couch coach challenge and people getting involved in that. Bit of a bumper episode this week. It's going to be a long one. Um, <clears throat> that's what she said. But um, <laughs> But we are back next week, next Thursday. It will be our last one before Christmas, and then we'll probably have a week off between Christmas and New Year, just to down tools for a little bit, have a bit of a break, give you opportunity to rest your weary ears from listening to our podcast. Um, but we will be back in the new year. We might do a bit of it next week. I think we should do a bit of a what's been our um memorable bit of the podcast from last oh yeah let's yeah. do that and if anybody's got that. anything that they want to add on to the podcast what's your most memorable bit please do let us know and we can play that little bit as well or we can talk about yeah. that a little bit I like that before we go I'm just going to bring back uh, an old feature Coach Reads okay impromptu coach reads he's just flashed up on my phone BBC News doctors have issued a warning after a man tore a hole in his throat whilst trying to stop a sneeze the patient in his 30s was taken to Nine Wells Hospital Dundee in severe pain after he pinched his nose and closed his mouth to stifle a sneeze so just a word of warning listeners we care after your interests if you're one of those people that pinches their nose to not make noise when you sneeze don't do it I heard if you sneeze with your eyes open, your eyes pop out as well. I heard if you sneeze with your eyes open, pinch your nose, you shit yourself. <laughs> I'm going to have to put a bleep in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you want to test it out, guys, let us know what happens. <laughs> I record it on Strava. <laughs> yeah, interesting bit. And on that note, I think it's time we said we will see you all later. See you later. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.